1: All right, Andy, now moving on with six rings and football things. It's the podcast no one expected with the guest list that rocked them all during Super Bowl week. Tom Brady's first podcast after his retirement on the beach, calling it a career for the second time. Bill Belichick, a surprise guest on Let's Go with Jim Gray and Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, Did anyone know that was going to happen? Like that just seemed to like in the middle of Monday night, just like wham. I, I know the podcast is first released on Sirius XM and then it's available wherever six rings and football things and other awesome podcasts are found. I, that caught me completely off guard. Like, I had no prior notification that Bill Belichick was not only going to show up, but speak at length uh, and speak so glowingly. Obviously, he's not going to show up in the podcast and be like, hey, Brady, and another thing. F you, you were overrated. It was me over you. Like, he spoke out against that. He just gave Tom Brady the ultimate Hall of Fame speech, the ultimate tongue bath. And here's something interesting. I was listening to the podcast Tuesday morning on speaker on my phone, and my wife was overhearing it as we were shipping the kids out the door and I was getting ready to record with you. And she said, Wow, Bill Belichick sounds so youthful here. She said, Bill Belichick really sounds like energetic, like he's he's energized, talking about like how much he enjoyed working with Brady and just that difference between like Friday, Bill Belichick, and you know, yeah, uh day by day, hour by hour, versus just like bill Belichick football geek. Like it was really like refreshing to hear once again. Yeah, this was, um, I've always pushed back that bill
0: has this great personality behind the scenes, but he does have personality. He does have a more, um, youthful flowing tone to him. And that that's Mm -hmm. what this was just like it was Mm -hmm. with the hundred greatest players or these various times, anyone who's ever done production meetings with him. Sometimes you get that version. Hell, he even did the Um, swear and then he laughed and said hey somebody gave me the green light so I took it and he swore because (laughs) I've always said the the Belichick behind the scenes is an absolute potty mouth he uses swears once a sentence and I've always thought it was miraculous in 20 plus years of of press conferences he's never slipped he's in in, as far as I know he's never slipped and swore in a press conference. And that's how, you know, you're getting the more relaxed Belichick than the guy who isn't the face for the press conference, the guy who's just kind of talking. So he swore a little bit in this. I thought it was good. Um, Yeah, I didn't know it was coming until I saw a tweet about it or something. And then I listened to it. Um, You know, I thought I didn't think there was a ton that was really new with Bill. Also, Bill, maybe get a little bit better Wi-Fi so you don't break up when you're telling your money
1: story of your hit. Um, (laughs) There's zero percent chance. uh, Anytime Linda gets the postcards like, hey, uh, Bill, uh, looks like for just $19.99 a month more, we can have multiple users on the same stream. Well, are you still able to watch Netflix? Well, yeah, it's just that you can all right. But well, now I'm not paying for that. He refuses <laughs> to upgrade his FIOS. Come on, Absolutely. Bill. Drop the extra 20. Um, so it was it was good. I thought the biggest takeaway from me
0: is a lot of it we've heard before, you know, like players win games and coaches lose them. And that's my job is to just make sure you don't lose it and put the player. There was a lot of that crap we've heard before. The most interesting thing I took away is he sees everything he said of Tom Brady and talked about how everything. early on he realized when he comes off and he gave this long-winded, you know, the tackle flashed and then the linebacker slipped and the safety was a step deeper than I thought he was going to be. And then the corner took the outside. Blah, 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 blah. He
1: and, said eight things. He said he and, Brady would say eight things that went wrong during
0: a play. Like, holy shit. Bill said, I would go back and everything happened in the exact order, sequence and timing that Tom said it. And I realized he sees everything. And then he also Altered his coaching style because he would be teaching Tom something, and Tom would say, I can't see that. I'm not paying attention to that, or that's not in my vantage point. And Bill would say, Well, then I'm not going to coach it because if he can't see it, no quarterback on the earth is ever going to see it. So it's wasted time coaching Mm -hmm. somebody to think about that. I thought that was really, really interesting because Bill, as much as people credit Bill as being the greatest coach ever, he does this all the time where he credits. Tom Brady or Randy Moss or Ty Law or these guys of teaching him from the position of a player's perspective about something that he then takes and can use coaching other more normal players, lesser talents. Um, So I thought that was good. Um, What Minor little thing that jumped out at me Mm -hmm. is he included Logan Mankins as a GOAT, essentially, because he was talking about something and he said, you know, the Tom Brady's, the Ty Laws, the Rob Gronkowski's, the Logan Mankins, and I was like, "Oh, interesting, interesting that he includes Logan Mankins in what is essentially a Hall of Fame list." So he clearly thinks Logan Mankins a Hall of Fame guard who doesn't get enough respect from you people, you frauds. Uh, who say there's he our never first wants, you people. Yes, yet he does.
1: And as a matter of fact, Andy, I was going to do an, I was going to do an emergency side thread in the middle of segment two of this fabulous edition of Six Rings and Football Things. New England Patriot during the Brady Belichick era, most deserving of a ring who doesn't have one. Logan Mankins. is it what is it Welker Moss or Mankins oh see Bleak Moss.
0: Welker or what do you Mankins?
1: mean bleep Moss bleep you
0: also makes me sound racist
1: screw Moss
0: it's either Welker no. or Mankins
1: <laughs> no okay. one thought that but now that you put it out there I guess so <laughs>
0: um yeah and Moss is the best of the the three in terms of talent like pure talent playmaker
1: and his I, ceiling I would, like the highest of highs yes
0: I loved Logan Mankins for his professionalism teamwork. i'm I'm biased personally. Also sure. the fact that he never missed anything practice reps, game reps, played through an he ACL the whole played thing. a
1: season where he had to play guard and tackle on a torn ACL.
0: but I also Wes Welker, I believe, is a dumber human being today for what he invested in his time as a patriot. the absolute hits he took and. He put his life on the line. He put his future on the line and the durability of that guy, not just the statistics. I can see those. Oh, ProFootballReference.com shows me all the 100-yard 100-catch seasons.
1: He, About, he was a machine though, Andy.
0: There's a I always go back to one series where he caught the first down play for like 6 yards. A safety absolutely lit him up like you wouldn't believe to where he had to go to the sideline. They got nothing on second down, so now it's third and 3 and Wes Welker jogs on the field to run a little under pattern that gets you five yards and a first down. He gets lit up again. And you're like, I shouldn't be enjoying this. I shouldn't be cheering this. I'm watching a man put his life on. the." And I know we all make fun of the, what was it, kazoo or whatever helmet late in his career right. and the various things that went on. You um, Flintstone,
1: look at the size of Welker's helmet in Denver.
0: It It is an interesting question, though, with, when you pose it with those three guys, because mm-hmm. um, the easy answer is all of them. They all should have. I, oh, I love all of for them sure. in different ways. Um,
1: so and they should all be in the Patriots hall of fame as well.
0: Patriots hall of fame. And you can argue pro football hall of fame. I, now oh, the yeah. Welker one is a little lesser to me, but if you're going to argue close well, though, pretty close he Took slot receiver
1: to a new level, he redefined, he changed it. He the position. Absolutely. He literally so- changed a position on the football field in his time. And this is the Tom Brady, Bill Belichick interview report. We're going to have to, now I've realized that by just throwing, just chumming the waters there, we're going to have to probably do an entirely, different side pod and we'll have to solicit opinions yeah. from the uh, six rings listenership and our respective social media feeds as well. But just we'll, like the uh, uh, let's go podcast, we can have people just pop in like all of a sudden like,
0: Oh, there's Paul Perillo Paul, what do you, th- Hey, Mike Giardi, what do you think?
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't know if we can have Giardi again. The, that beer box bill is getting pretty expensive. The number of times he's helped us out. He's cranky um, lately.
0: Very cranky.
1: Ah, uh, well, it's the end of the season. These things happen. You have to understand he's logged a lot of, a lot of time in Buffalo and Cincinnati and Kansas city. will do that to a man. Uh, I want to get back to the Belichick and Brady conversation real quick. Another part that I thoroughly enjoyed, and this should be something, you know, I always appreciate when somebody is a self-starter. I don't need somebody to come in and take over a room and decide that they're the boss. It's, you know, I know how to do things. But when you have a system in place, Andy, like when you have structure and you know who the overall boss or owner is, and then you've got like a manager, that's Bill Belichick. And then you bring in somebody like Tom Brady. There's a previously established quarterback in Drew Bledsoe, and Tom Brady needs to come in and earn his stripes and make a name and a way for himself. You know, told Robert Kraft, I'm the best decision this organization ever made, et cetera. Belichick talking about how Brady in 2000 came in and just started running practices himself, basically, yep. and demanded, I think Belichick said it was, of the 22 either rookies or first-year players making them stay late and do extra practices together. Like kids, anyone listening right now that wants to, you know, you know, make your varsity high school team or get a clip featured on the internet or make a profession out of whatever it is, especially that you're doing, whether it's athletics or you're in marketing or you're in entertainment, greatness doesn't happen by accident. It's not. And in this whole podcast, this conversation in addition to giving us a little bit of closure and debunking the oldest, Most tired narrative in Boston, if not New England, in all sports. Brady and Belichick don't like each other. Brady and Belichick will never be friends again. Like, yeah, they were. They 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 pissed each other off a million times, and it was a tired. Brady tried
0: to whitewash that. That was the one part I didn't like. Is yeah, I mean, no, he doesn't because he always wants to be like. It's all the media's fault, and they built us up, and then they realized Um, they had to write other stuff. So I blame them. He tries to pretend that they never had a problem. We'll get that. They had
1: problems. Come on, they had had problems. Problems.
0: Significant problems. Hey, need I need need I mention T B twelve and Alex Guerrero, something that was actually in the NFL media landscape yesterday because Sean Mm -hmm. Payton said no, 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 no. Russell Wilson's not going to have his own guys in our building. Our building will be our guys. This is our something
1: players. I'm unfamiliar with, but no, that's not going to happen. Like, right. oh, Sean Payton, you, I, I, I hate the Broncos, but man, I respect the shit out of you for that.
0: Right. But Brady would like to pretend that whole era in New England never happened. But he keeps
1: doing that. He keeps doing that. The, 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 it's the- called lying yeah I know like but you we can uh, because he whitewashes everything because he wants everything to seem like his face in his thirst trap Brady brand underwear photo he wants everything to look perfect it's not Tom like what's that he had a
0: face I noticed he was covering his dong with his hand
1: yeah (laughs) I know but look at his face Rich Keefe and I spent 10 minutes last night going over the fact he either looks like uh someone in the metaverse or like a character that was cut out of Grand Theft Auto um it, it doesn't look like him at all it's so photoshopped it's so worked over that it's a borderline unrecognizable. And that's how Brady tries to do everything. Botox, the perfect teeth, all the, all the stuff that he does. Big hair
0: fillers, Yeah. In his cheeks, oh my God.
1: All. 900 different hair jobs, except everything. There isn't a, someone who advertises on W E I who Brady hasn't <laughs> probably patronized at, at one point, but more to the point of, yeah, there were warts and there were bumps and there were issues and bruises along the way in their relationship. The whole entire narrative that just got so many exhausted miles and just beaten to death in the media of like, they don't like each other that Belichick drove them away. They'll never you know, come back together. I'm not saying Brady's going to sign that one day deal to wrap his career as a Patriot, but them coming together for a love fest like that does kind of fly in the face of some exhausted narratives, which I'm glad we can now just officially be done with. It's just a part. It's just a chapter in the entire history of the two of them together. And for someone who just loves football and loves competitive sports in general it's just great to hear greatness discussing greatness like the greatest coach and the greatest quarterback of all time just talking about how they made a double dynastic run together like that like it's a freaking blast to listen to
0: it is i just wish it were a little more honest because guess what the truth is okay the truth mm-hmm. is great the truth is admirable the truth shall set you free oh, um, i was hoping you could get through without saying that, i couldn't uh nope. But it also reminds me a little bit of the Belichick Parcells relationship, which went through a rocky, di- you know, divorce, and then mm-hmm. they came back together, and they realized, you know, the great times were the great times, and we can be adults, and you know, those different things. I just that would be the one thing that it left me wanting. Listening to this it was just a little more truthfulness. Not a this almost feels like somebody died, and you know how when people die, like everything's perfect. The person that died was the greatest. They didn't have any mm-hmm. warts. They didn't have any it's okay to admit we're all flawed. We all make mistakes along the way, but you can still be a good person, a great coach, a great player, whatever great teammate, even while acknowledging some of the negatives or some of the bumps in the road to gut you to where you are today.
1: Well, something didn't necessarily die, but something came to an end and that was Tom Brady's NFL playing career. So maybe in part. Yeah, I know there's still some who you are just like, never yeah, know.
0: And he, even he just wait until they never, He said, I don't want people listening to this. And, you know, oh, maybe Brady left the door. Like, no, not. But he also said, I'm happy right now with my decision. And he he just said, you just don't know. So Mm -hmm. do I think he's coming back? Absolutely not. Do I say it's 0.0% chance? Absolutely not. I I don't know how you could after that. Because he talked about wanting to throw the ball. Like he's still going to go out and throw it. And that's perfection for him is just throwing the football. Okay. So, you know. That's how it starts. You go out in the backyard and you throw a few passes to your son and you're like, damn, I still got it. And and that that 49ers team needs a quarterback. I wonder uh-huh. if we'll I... We'll see doc, how doc. Brock
1: Purdy does. Uh, Trey Lance, where Jimmy Garoppolo ends up. Joe Montana wants Garoppolo to be the starting quarterback on the 49ers in 2023. Not likely to happen. We heard from Tom Brady Sr. on the Hashtag greenie Podcast. Coming up, get up on ESPN. And he said that I think he, he thought his son was tired of getting hit and that maybe Brady was the quickest to release the ball of all 32 teams or all 32 quarterbacks in 2020 22, because he just didn't want to get hit anymore. He didn't take that many sacks last year. Like he just reached the, of course he can still spin it. You saw that pass to Julio Jones against the Cowboys, but there comes a point where the diminishing returns kick in and you start realizing, Hey, I might be cutting my days short. For what again? And I I can't right. always win the Super Bowl as much as I want to, as hard as I'll work. Like, yeah, I, I, some of his final thoughts, uh, Dove Kleiman had these captured in a tweet. Um, I think there's just a decision to know it's the right time. So I think for me, it's more of just, it's going to end at some point. And I think now's the time. And it's not that I can't do it. It's not that I wouldn't want to do it. It's not that I wouldn't be excited to play. I love playing football. I've loved playing since I was a kid on the street on Portola Drive. I just think it's a decision that it's time to do other things. Hmm.
0: And the, the thing that I will take away most be shirtless on the internet, this, uh, yeah. Pantless too. uh, this, uh, this, this podcast was not the, um, whitewash discussion between him and bill. Um, not even the funny (laughs) interjection of Gronk just showing up when Bill's leaving and that whole transition from Gronk to Peyton Manning and some, uh, that was the most fun part of the podcast when. For sure. And, uh, you know, Brady even brought up Peyton losing the Pro Bowl to Eli. Now you know how it lo- feels to lose to Eli in a big ah, game and that whole thing. Ah, um, Buddy Burns. I always love those. I thought the best part of the podcast was Brady's parents. And uh, maybe this struck me because it's a much grander level of what I think of. And I I know I've joked about this with you, like to my wife. You know, what are we going to do when uh, our kids aren't doing like high school sports and youth sports? And like we go to every game and our schedules are built around when do they have games and we can't take a family vacation if they're going to miss time in sports. And that is what struck me because they got to live like I enjoy going to my son's high school football games. Mm -hmm. They got to live it on the grandest level. Like they got to go to every, like they were cocky. I enjoyed the cockiness too. Like mid season, we'd be watching the NFC to see which teams we might play in the Super Bowl that year. Hell yeah. And they deserved it. I love it. I love that.
1: 27 years, University of Michigan, right into the Patriots with a stop in Tampa Bay along the way, almost three decades of greatness on the football field. And all I
0: could envision from my perspective was I would love to go back. And I don't know if there's footage of this, I'm assuming they went to most, if not all, Michigan games as well. Mm -hmm. I would love to see Tom Brady Sr. when Drew Henson is jogging on the field. Because as Bill put it, Bill talked about this. Tom's senior year was, Tom starts, it's going pretty well. Drew Henson comes in, it doesn't go as well. Tom comes back in and has to win the game for Michigan, and they won most of their games. I would love to see Tom Brady Sr.'s reaction during those Michigan games when Drew oh. Henson's coming. Oh, you
1: know he wanted to well, come down. I'm coming down. Those with. Like you would have had to have brought like a VHS camera over the shoulder, like, hey dad, look, <laughs> Tom's coming Lloyd in.
0: car He he know he wanted to just absolutely beat the living you know what out of Lloyd Car. So I actually really enjoyed um Mr. and Mrs. Brady talking about Tom and the career and the ride they yeah. went on. And the that's the most genuine thing of the podcast is the love they have for their son. And mm-hmm. That, to me, that was pretty, even as a Brady hater or whatever you want to call me, oh, that stop. was pretty freaking you're great.
1: You're just, you're, you're a critic. And once again, you're a truth teller. People always, uh, you're not a troll. You're not Mr. Negative. You just see things the way you see them. Other people choose to see them the way they do. That's the beauty of opinion and perspective. We all have them just like taxes, blank Nippling. holes and neighbors. Exactly. Uh, And we have one more fabulous segment coming up here in the Six Rings and Football Things podcast. Make sure you rate, review, subscribe, share, all that jazz. I hope you guys love listening to us argue, bicker, analyze, and discuss the same way Tom Brady's parents loved watching their brilliant son play football for three decades.